The Ectoplasm Show is brought to you by North KC's Big Rip Brewing Company. Lighten up dark matter, have a craft beer. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ectoplasm Show. My name is Josh Hurd, and joining me, my good pal, partner in crime, brother from another mother, meet mate, Mr. Jason Koopsik. What is cracking, sir? You know, it's kind of hard to look at you two nights in a row, <laughs> but I guess I'll bear with it. You know, get through it. You're so. just going to have to uh, push through it, pal. Push through it. You got this. You got this. <clears throat> oh, my God. <laughs> kind of a dick thing to say, but that's this beer, okay. This beer will help. Yeah, just keep drinking. <laughs> just keep drinking. It'll be fine. What are you sipping on? Oh, it's just Bud Light. Oh, okay. I didn't know I'm if it was something special. Stuff at the moment. You're going to have to go back. You have to go I'm back. I'm going to be back up there Saturday, actually. I'm going to be interviewed for the Kansas City podcast. That'll be up sweet. there on Saturday, so that'll be fun. That'll be great. Hell yes. All right, pal. Why don't you take us into uh, what we're about to do here? Because I'm super so stoked about this. So we have this. a guest on. Um, he's been adjusting his underwear there for a minute, but uh, at least that's what it looked like a little bit. <laughs> oh, what yeah. <laughs> We got Jeff. Um, he, I met him in Kansas City. Speaking of Kansas City, he was here not too long ago, just a couple months, and we hung out at Big Rip, had some beers. It was a good time, and... Didn't get a lot of time to just sit down and talk about some of the stuff I wanted to talk about. And now you have me even more intrigued with the story we're about to get into. Um, I was going to, I was thinking about trying to figure out how to introduce you because I, you have a really long, impressive bio here. Oh, I appreciate you saying and that. And I could just like read the whole thing, but it kind of reads like, like in The Rock when they're reading off General Hummel's like accolades. Right. Like halfway through, you're like, Fuck me! Who is this guy? <laughs> well, wouldn't that wouldn't that make it better for the for the uh, fans and to hear all that? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll read right, it off. Right. Uh, first, exactly how do you pronounce your last name? I don't want to fuck it up. Adamic. Adamic. That's what I thought, but I wanted to make sure. Sure, that's what I'd say too. Uh, Jeff Adamic <laughs> served in the United States Army as a Ranger in a Special Forces Green Beret for 18 years. He had six tours of combat to both Iraq and Afghanistan where he conducted special operations missions. He has been awarded a silver star, the nation's third highest award, <laughs> four bronze stars, an army accommodation medal with V device for valor, and a purple heart among many others. In 2009, he was wounded during combat operations in Afghanistan and suffered a broken back and a traumatic brain injury. He later was diagnosed with PTSD and was eventually medically retired from service in 2013 after 18 years on active duty. As a civilian, he deployed as an Army Special Operations contractor and also worked in the Department of Homeland Security at an anti-terrorism or as an anti-terrorism agent before leaving government work and pursued education with work at, as, as an IT professional. Jeff now is the host of Changing Hearts and Mind podcast, which scared me the other night, to be honest. 
Uh, I messaged you about that. You did. Oh, uh, I posted about it. On the Change Your POV podcast network, his show is about military history and veterans issues with like PTSD and suicide. He does public speaking and corporate seminars on leadership and team building. Wow. Dude, it's good That's stuff. A lot. It's and good stuff. I just want to say, I don't think I, I said this to you. Maybe I did. Um, I we were drinking. But I, I want to thank you for your service. Um, oh, thank you. Thank you. you Josh's you wife is. Oh, did I? Oh. Yeah. Josh's wife is a vet as well. So Very oh, true. Yeah. Thank her for her service. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And, and, for, and as a wife, we all know that the, the biggest service wives do is putting up with us. As, Dude, that's so. a full-time <laughs> job, bro. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, so I, I appreciate that. And ho- hopefully hopefully that uh, that bio, you know, it's true. And even I, when I, when I hear it read back uh, many times, it's almost – I'm even almost like, wow. Yeah, because I'm, I'm really just a normal guy, uh, as most of us are. I just was uh, fortunate enough and uh, didn't quit enough to be able to be placed into uh, – some really elite units worked with some of uh, some of this nation's the, some of the greatest men I've ever met. Uh, did some of the most coolest and and some of the weir- really weirdest missions that that I that I could never even talk about because of my non disclosure agreement. And uh, was able to fight for this country, which really is a great country. And a country like this is the kind of country that has shows like yours and mine. You know, where you guys talk about some things uh, conspiracy wise that that you know not all conspiracies are conspiracies, guys. I'm here to tell you. Uh, although I would get into an argument with Josh for hour or not Josh, but with uh, Jason for hours over whether or not 9-11 was an inside job. Um, there are certain conspiracies out there that are true. And there are certain ones that are explainable. And the, the, the government is just as uh, culpable for letting some conspiracies go out of control when they can sure. put a stop to them. So uh, I'm just glad that you guys let me have have me on. And uh, hopefully all the uh, all the NSA and all the people that know about my non-disclosure agreement who will be listening to this show, nonetheless, you guys can can worry not. I will not put out anything that's on my non-disclosure agreement or or let go any secrets that is not open source or able to be found out if you just know where to look online. Nice. Very nice. Well, they're already listening to this conversation. <laughs> oh, no, they, 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 they listen out, to so. everything I say, and I know it. I can hear the yeah. clicks all the time. Nice. Um, so tell the sh- audience a little bit more about your show than what was in the bio and where they can find you and, and all that good stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, so what happened was, uh, you know, I, I was working in it after I left, uh, left the government service, which was after Ferguson. Um, I don't have to explain to you why I had enough of government service after Ferguson, sure. uh, Missouri. So I, I left, I was working at Chicago. I left, came back, went, w- was going to school and realized that I was taking a job in, in school that was way beyond my normal information. You know, I, I was not an IT guy. I, I was a Green Beret. I knew everything about shooting guns and, and uh, you know, building rapport and, and, and all kinds of combat-related stuff. Didn't know very much stuff about IT. Uh, but I was able to successfully do it. And it was the first time since I had been out and the first time since I had been diagnosed with PTSD that I felt alive again, no matter how hard I was working. And I realized at that moment that, that what, made, what made me feel better was putting myself into situations where I was working outside my comfort zone. And so learning that, I started talking to other students and getting them motivated. The school that I was at asked me to come back a few times, and I was talking at, at universities and talking at different places. And then I got a phone call from, uh, from the actual Changer POV podcast network, which is the network that I actually am on right now. They wanted to have me on to talk about my journey because they do veteran stuff. They're veteran-based. Uh, after two or three episodes with them, they offered me my own show. And basically what my show is about is – I like to say it is the one sh- – it is the special operations uh, show for the network itself. See, our network isn't like a lot of the other networks. We don't have each our own RSS feed. 
Uh, we're all on one. So like my show is the Wednesday show. So if you go to change your POV podcast on iTunes, you will find my podcast in there, but it will not be by name. You'll have to go to Wednesday release. You'll see it na named there in the Wednesday release. But I started doing that and I, because I'm a, you know, a military history buff. And I went to college for, for history. Uh, I love military history. So I use that as the catalyst and that's how I get my fans to come in. I talk about military history most of the time. Uh, I just got done doing a 10 part series on Band of Brothers. Uh, each episode wow. was done. Uh, a lot of the guys from Sofa Kings and, uh, and breakers podcast and stuff like that came on as guests each each episode had a different guest on so that those are those are those are all in there you can find me and i actually wrote it all down here because i always forget you know we don't know our own phone number <laughs> same thing with me i don't know my own addresses uh if you want to follow me on social media you can <laughs> follow me on my facebook page at www.facebook.com slash jeffrey j-e-f-f-r-e-y adamic or just search at jeffrey adamic i also have a group which is lessons in leadership changing hearts and minds group on Twitter, you can find me by, and uh, Josh knows this because I think I just sent him a, yeah, a, a yeah. request earlier tonight. Uh, Twitter, you can find me at CHM, which is my acronym for Changing Hearts and Minds, with Jeff Adamick, or just search at Jeff Adamick, not Jeffrey, but just Jeff. And on Instagram, it is CHM underscore podcast. You can actually also go to the website, which is changeyourpov.com, all one word, all lowercase. And in the drop-down menu under, under the uh, podcast, you can search for the Changing Hearts and Minds podcast now quick so people understand what changing hearts and minds is in the green berets have this moniker and this this motto that we, we we like to win win the hearts and minds of the local populace and that that's why we always say green berets go native we're the ones who know how to speak other languages and we dress like them we don't look like regular military because we're winning their hearts and minds so i started working for change your pov network i wanted to do a play on words with the change your point of view so this is changing hearts and minds because my whole my whole message in reality is to change the uh change the cultural mentality of mental health in, in America, especially when it comes to, to veterans. Um, as a Green Beret, it was hard for me to come forward and say I had PTSD and to get the help that I needed. But ultimately, it was the, the, the reason why I wasn't a statistic. You know, I, I would be lying if I said that there was not suicidal thoughts and it wasn't getting very bad for me at certain times, along with the TBI. So uh, because I was able to swallow my pride, swallow everything else and uh, go get help, I was able, I'm able now to be successful and, and, and a person that's productive and happy and you know I, i've got a good job i've got my family and i and now i try to change the hearts and minds of the people out there who want to suffer in silence or pretend that mental health is somebody else's problem or something that makes you weak uh, that's why i like people reading my bio you know, all that stuff there i was not afraid when i had ptsd it was more like a depression and a, and a not knowing what to do with myself it wasn't fear it the ptsd has nothing to do with fear it has everything to do with uh, hormonal problems that that occur from from heightened awareness of your uh your you know, fight or flight hormones being, you know, elevated too high for too long of a period. So it's basically almost an addiction. Uh, and, and by that, it should be treated like anything else. And there's a lot of other mental health health issues out there with, with depression and, you know, bipolar disorder that a lot of people are afraid to come to grips with, afraid to admit they have. And it all comes from our culture that, that makes it something bad to be, to have mental health problems. You know, if I've got diabetes, uh, nobody shuns me or looks at me weird when I've got to go get, you know, insulin. I go and I get taken care of by my doctor. Mental health should be the same way. You know, you should be able to say, hey, I've got, I've got mental health issues that I need to deal with. I, I say that so that I can deal with them and be a productive, normal person. And also so I don't suffer alone. And I'll tell you what, as someone who's suffered with it, it really is. Uh, for those of you who ever had depression or anything, you, you know, you know how horrible it can be, debilitating. And it's, it's really just it takes all the joy out of life. And, and why, why do that to yourself? All because uh, the culture that we have is made us believe that that's the, that's the way we've got to live. And we don't. And that, that's my mission 
mainly and up front to stop all these people from committing suicide and to get us to change our mindset and get people to realize that if a Green Beret with the awards that I've had and the things that I've done can go out and ask for help, not be forced into getting help, but ask for help and openly talk about it. And, and, and I talk about the ugly stuff, then so can anyone else. So can anyone else. So That's good stuff, bro. Thank you. Yeah, I've, um, I am not a veteran and I don't have any in my family, but, um, but you do have a back. I do have a, well, I do have a backpack, but I, I do have a respect for the military. I always have in there and the members in the military. So I try to show that respect to everybody I come across that's been in the military. And I also, um, I love, I've also thought about doing, um, a, uh, a positivity podcast, something like that. And I've kicked it around and just never gotten around to it. So maybe, maybe in the future I could come on and talk about that, but I'm not a veteran, so I don't know if you'll have me on, but well, I would, I have, I have a lot of non-veterans on my show. Uh, matter of fact, I have a, went to high school with a, a former NFL player, the special teams captain for the Indianapolis Colts and they won the Super Bowl. Um, uh, Keith O'Neill, he, he, I went to high school with him and his brother. Uh, he has, struggled with bipolar disorder the same way uh that that i struggled with with depression and ptsd when i had it he wrote a book when he got out and he's come on my show and and i bring him on my show even though he's not a veteran because it's just more of the you know more of that message that hey you know there's people out there that are suffering with this stuff it's not just you nobody's alone and so you know i bring him on brought him on the show and i have a lot of non-veterans on the show because I don't I don't like the us and them thing. You know, the military history of the United States is the history of everybody in the United States. And uh, the, the military itself and what the military struggles with is generally a microcosm of the struggles we have in, in the United States and in the world as a culture. So um, I like to tear down those walls uh, rather than keep them built up. So, yeah, man, you, you're more than welcome to to come on. And, and even if you have like a certain military uh, historical event that you really like, I'm going to be having a, a Brad Brad. Uh, I had Brad Taylor on. I'm going to be having uh, uh, one of the other guys from Sofa Kings podcast is going to be coming on the show, and he's going to be coming on to do do a show on, on military history. So you know, I, I don't discriminate with my guests. I bring on guests because they're good guests to have, uh, and as long as I can connect the topic of the show to the military in some way, much to the chagrin sometimes I think of the other hosts on the network who are like, "Oh, well, what's that got to do with military?" And I'm like, "Shut up! I'm a Green Beret." You just let me let me do what I want, and then they generally do. But they're they're good guys. They're very patient with me. You know, they know I'm batshit crazy and got PTSD, so I think it lets me get away with some things. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into what we're going to be talking about tonight a little okay. bit. So, you messaged me originally about wanting to come on the show, and I can't remember if we kicked around anything else or if we, this we did. is what you originally we, we approached we, me with. No, no, no. We we kicked around some Area 51 stuff uh, because, mm-hmm. uh, as, as I said, I, I have worked in and around such areas, um, understanding that I have to be careful with some of the things I say. I think that we talked about in Kansas City 9-11, but I'll be honest with you, uh, the, the 9-11 thing is hard to, uh, like I tell people all the time, if the people that would have set up 9-11 and done it the way that the conspiracy theorists wanted to be told, wanted, wanted people to believe that it happened, it would have been me. I would have been one of those guys that was doing this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I wasn't there. It really is. Uh, and I, we talked about it, about why I think America. Yeah, I guess I, I guess I came off a little bit more. I understand what. I think there were things around it. I agree with you. I, I don't agree think with you completely. That, that our government necessarily. I think looking the other way may have happened, 
but uh, the the government having its hand in it um, absolutely didn't. And really, when I when it comes down to it, it's not that they want to blame the government. Much like the government, um, people don't want to admit that we got our we got caught with our pants down uh, oh, by, yeah, by, goat, by goat farmers in 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 you know caves in Afghanistan. Right. Um, we'd much rather say, hey, look, this happened because the greatest government in the world and the greatest military in the world uh, participated in something that was you know nefarious. Now, are there nefarious things that happened in the past? Sure, we can have a 20, 20 day marathon on what happened with the JFK assassination, and and I would. It's one of the few ones where I, I completely say that you can probably find the craziest conspiracy out there and it's got more truth in it than it does, you know, falsities. Um, however, uh, people don't like that, don't like to talk about that one because everyone's got such a different thing. And conspiracy theorists do the government's own, dis, you know, disinformation work for them. You know, the crazier the conspiracy mm-hmm. theory is, you might find truth in there, but all they've got to do is sit back and wait for the real nut jobs to come out there and. And, you know, flat earthers to get involved. The next thing you know, they, right. they don't even need to say they don't yeah. even need to, you know, say this isn't true because nobody believes anything they say at all. So we kicked around all those ideas. And then you and I were talking and then we brought up uh, we brought up West Virginia and uh, not the state. But we brought up uh, what happened in West Virginia in the 1960s. And, and I and I mentioned to you and I think we talked about it in Kansas City that I have a little bit of information um, that you know, puts that, that story to rest. And obviously we're talking about, uh, the Mothman. Hell yes. That's that's where we ended up uh, coming to grips with. We're going to talk about the Mothman tonight or you guys are, and I'm going to be a part of it. This is one of my favorite stories. I I love the Mothman idea. I love it. I think most of our listeners probably know the broad strokes of Mothman. Yeah. Um, just, you know, Mothman, uh, prophecies with Richard Gere. Great movie, by the way. Oh, hell yeah. Great yeah, we've yeah. referenced certain things that have been in the news lately in Chicago specifically with dealing with supposed Mothman. Um, the Richard Gere movie actually is pretty accurate to what happened there with a lot of embellishment, of course. But yeah. the timeline yeah. and uh, the, you know, the big climax of the story is basically the same. Right, right. Um, the Christmas Day Silver Bridge collapse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, why don't we get into this, this, um, explanation that puts it to rest? I mean, do you want to, do you want to talk about for, for your listeners who don't know the, the meats and potatoes, you guys want to go through the story as it, as it's known in popular culture now, and then let me drop the, the whammy on Yeah, you? I mean, we could definitely do that. So it, I don't, I don't have it in front of me. What year was it? it was 1966. That's right. And I know there was like a a slew of sightings. Um, there was a couple teenagers that witnessed this while they were out necking in a car. Um, right, and those are those those people actually have direct connection with my explanation. Oh, cool! Very cool. Yes. See, much so, like last night's show, Koopsik, a lot of a lot of foreshadowing going on here already. Like I'm just I'm feeling it. This week, I'm fucking <laughs> feeling it, man. So, <laughs> but I do know there was a lot of people around the community um, that were. I mean, this is Point Pleasant, West Virginia, that we're talking about here, and a, a lot yeah, of people from around November, town. November, yeah, November twelfth, nineteen sixty-six, through December fifteenth, nineteen sixty-seven. So, I mean, a f- that, that's barring that's barring the Christmas Day right. you know, collapse of the bridge. The last the last known sighting or report of sighting of the Mothman. Was yeah, December fifteenth, nineteen sixty-seven. Okay. So you know, you hear a lot of people say, 
you know, and the movie kind of leads you to believe that it was a, it was a slow couple weeks build up, but this was this was quite quite a bit of time, almost a year. Yeah, exactly. Uh, actually, over a year, over a year's worth of build up, and uh, yeah, so that it's uh, like you guys said, uh, Point Pleasant, West Virginia is a very it's it's a blue collar town, um, very very backwoods. If you ever been through West Virginia, it's one of the ones like along the rivers, you know, very you know looks like looks like you know, we are Marshall kind of you know <laughs> culture you know areas and stuff like that. Sure, and uh, you know, back in the '60s, you know, you got the height. The Vietnam War is starting to really build up. Uh, there's a lot of different political turmoil going on in the country, and then um, West Virginia, for for what it is, um, surprising that so many people were able to use terms like you know, men in black, and when they weren't as weren't as popular terms as back then. So, I think it was the first known sighting on on the, on that November 12th was I think it was five grave diggers. Um, yes, they were in yes. a cemetery near Clinton yeah. Uh, they saw him fly low from the trees. Yeah, I remember talking about that. Yeah, because that was really like the first actual sighting um, of anything strange uh, that anybody saw around that around the area. Anyway, and then right. it was on November fifteenth, three days later, that two young couples, uh, Roger and Linda Scarberry, and Steve and Mary Millette, told police. They saw a large gray creature whose eyes glowed red when the car headlights picked it up. It's very important. Uh, yeah, the glowing eyes thing is very important mm-hmm. to the explanation, believe it or not. Now I do large know. flying man with 10-foot wings was the quote. Right. Following the car while they were driving in an area outside of town known as the TNT area. Very important oh. also. To, so the TNT area is a area of, the, of, West, of uh, Point Pleasant, West Virginia, that is referred to as that because it is what they call an abandoned TNT uh, ordinance works. Uh, abandoned, for a lot of people, abandoned means there's nothing going on there. And they're right. There, there's nothing actively going on there. It was a World War II, um, World War II time period ordinance place where, the, where they stored a lot of the ordinance that was going to be not out in the open for the Nazi and the Japanese spies to see. Uh, it was abandoned in, in the fact that it was not operational, but it is still owned, and this is important, it is still owned by the U.S. government, in particular the Department of Defense and the Department of State. And the Department of State is important because the Department of State is the people who run and are in control of the agency. Uh-huh. So um, both the Department of State and and the Department of Defense own that land that, that is known as the TNT, the old ordnance disposal area. And as a former Special Forces guy, I can tell you guys that when we're doing training, uh, military-type training, especially classified or secret, we like to use a lot of realistic areas that are owned by the military, even if they're not necessarily occupied and running. Another foreshadow for you guys. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. I mean, you would want to find places within, well, within the country or within the, the legal area you're supposed to be. Uh, to practice and right. pull and pull drills and and whatever right. it would be called. Um, now I have seen. I've never been out there. I've always wanted to go because they actually have a Mothman festival every year, and I yeah, just kind of want to go to a really tent. creepy statue out there too. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, but I have seen photos and video what's reported to be some of these um, bunkers or whatever they call them in the tnt area now is that land accessible is it all accessible or just certain areas do you know because uh, it's, it's still not, owned by this it's still owned but it's, it's not, not like a lot of times that they what they like to do is if it's not something that they've got actually there they won't they won't fence it in 
Um, so it's okay. overgrown. It's out there in the woods. Uh, you're not going to be uh, held accountable for being out there unless there's someone out there doing some kind of training who catches you out there. And generally, um, they're, they're, the units or the people that are doing the training in such areas will have will have attachments who are there to provide security and overwatch for what they're doing. And uh, this, this I think, has a lot to do with a lot of people's, you know, men in black uh, yeah. affiliations with certain things that go on. Uh, so you've got DIA, you've got um, local contractors who are hired to provide security and overwatch for this training, especially when you're dealing with classified training, especially yeah. during uh, the height of the Cold War and uh, with, with Vietnam ramping up and then the type of training that they were doing all over the country in preparation for these things. Uh, they took a lot of things very seriously, and um, the agency had a lot of power back then. Uh, the FBI had a lot of, you know, G-men, you know, Secret Squirrel, Herbert Hoover kind of weird stuff going on. Um, they really hadn't gotten in their head about the being clandestine and lay low stuff. So, you know, driving around in, in unmarked old mobiles and Buicks, uh, all black, wearing black suits and acting, you know, very like they've got no personality. Uh, which is pretty much what you hear every time you hear about men in black, yeah. uh, robotic type men, you know, un- non-personality. To me, that screams government spook, um, especially sure. having have, having after having worked with some who who are still that way today. Sometimes, uh, you know, most like zero personality, not not the kind of guy that you would uh, want to have on on the you know ectoplasm show to just be like <laughs> the the funny guy to come on and make some jokes and stuff like that. He, he would be more like uh, more like that friggin' image you've got for your Skype. Profile. Yeah, That's no what shit, I think dude. of when I think of Men in Black. Yeah, I put that up there just for Josh. He's a fucker, God, man. I... He's just a fucker. <laughs> for those of you at home, it's it's a, it's a, one of them creepy ventriloquist dummy pictures with its mouth open and eyes real wide, and it, yeah. it's the fucking scariest thing I've ever seen. I before. actually have one of those, and yeah. Josh held it over the weekend. I did. Caressed it. We cuddled a smidge. It's fine. Fucking thing is scary. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the, yeah, those areas out there, you, you can get to them. You can get those, and those bunkers are, you know, there's. I hear it for brag. Um, a lot of our ammunition and stuff are, are kept in those, you know, those ballistic and and you know protective bunkers underground for for multiple reasons. And once they're built, they're hard to tear down. And uh, I tell people all the time that in the event of an apocalypse, find one of those places. Yeah. And uh, secure that as your home because that that's that <laughs> like the underground silos are going to be the things that go last. Sure. Sure. So there's a place here. I mean, there's several of them around with different facilities and whatnot being centrally located. But the army, the Kansas Army ammunition plant out west of the town, my grandfather worked there after World War Two. He came over here mm-hmm. from Germany and started working there for quite a while. And that place has been empty, uh, quote unquote, abandoned for years, and they don't allow anybody on there. They religiously watch it, though. If you they they busted a person that was flying a drone near it, he didn't even make it to the, over it, and they got him before it happened. But if you look at it, there's nothing going on there, and I'm sure that there's different. Sure, there isn't bunkers <laughs> and what there. I mean, there it is. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean. They, uh, I'm sure there's all kinds of things out there that are underground. Well, I'm and, sure there's, there's a lot of things going on out there if they're that quick to, uh, to yeah, police really. up any, any trespassers. Uh, that's, that's always a telltale sign. Uh, like guys they, out at, uh, in Groom Lake out at, at Dreamland. Yeah. Uh, I used to tell people all yeah. the time that the reason why people are intercepted so fat, quickly out there is because there really is nothing to see here. And by that, I mean everything, everything. that they don't want you to see. <laughs> 
Yeah. But I mean, Al- well, they claim the reason why it's not used anymore, and it makes sense, is the fact that there's so many metals left over in the ground, which contaminated it. But yeah, that's they didn't even like they found them instantly. They weren't even like the drone wasn't directly over them. It had already flown off in a direction, um, and they found them instantly on the ground. Right. So, wow. And I don't remember what the fine was, but it was pretty pretty hefty. Yeah, yeah they, they, they don't mess around with that kind of stuff. <laughs> Operational security is a very big deal. Yeah. I'm freaking nuts. So, what we were saying about the TNT area of uh, Point Pleasant. Basically, what you're saying is, yeah, people can get on there. It's going to be tough anyway. I mean, it's probably heavy but brush. But if there were something going on, you would feel a military presence. You would know. If shit I think was nowadays going on. you would know. Back yeah. then, I think that there would be they they didn't they hadn't figured it out that that trying to be overly secret draws more attention <laughs> than just trying to be you know blend in and trying you know a little more nothing. cloak and dagger so to speak. Right. They do. <laughs> it was still like, back then. You got to sure. give them a break. Yeah. It it's now called well that area is the the McClintic Wildlife Management Area in Mason County. Oh. It's five miles north of Point Pleasant, and it's located on 3,600 acres. It's like a uh, f- former wartime industrial land. It's now it's like occupied a... by farmland, woodlands, and wetlands, and the Wikipedia page has a big fat beaver on the top of the page. <laughs> so it's more of like a, like a reserve type area? It does say the area still contains stored explosives. Right. But See, then that was my next details about yep. the stored explosives. That was my next right. question then. Yeah. So or maybe they're just I don't know. You would probably know more than we would know. Uh, not necessarily the specifics, but that stuff could just be old ordinance that they don't know what to do with. Right. Or do you think it's stuff that they're just storing there? What would be uh, more likely in your mind? I, I would I would say without saying um, that, that if I did know what was there it would more likely be to my best interest to say that it's probably old and uh read between the lines of that it would be my best interest to say that it's probably old but uh if there's anything that is that is kept up to date with security and everything it's because so so we have we have what's called you know um wartime supplies that, that are built all over the place and, and you know it's mm-hmm. like yeah. earlier earl naval weapon station up in new jersey there's no secret that that's there every every active military base has has a has an ordinance but they also have to have these different areas that they're storing stuff at for training. You know, that you have the National Guard's got a very big presence in, in West Virginia. Uh, they have a lot of reserve and National Guard there. Those guys have to store their their training ammo and, and their emergency ammunition somewhere. So is it stored there? I don't know. I would say that if it's that, if, if that's what they're saying, that it's that it's still being used for storage, that would be what I think that it would be stored for. And why not use it? it it's secure. It's government-owned. Um, people, other than the people who want to go out there and see Mothman, um, most people are going to stay away from it just because it's in the mountains of West Virginia. Right. So. right. And fuck that. <laughs> you, you hear a banjo playing, you're out of it. Deuces. We're gone. <laughs> so I pulled up the Wikipedia page for Mothman just so I had some quick reference. Right. And then, like, it stops at the, or the, uh, we reached the Army ammunition plant there, or, or whatever it is, the TNT area. And then it just goes into, during the next few days, other people reported similar sightings. Two volunteer firemen who saw it said that it was a large bird with red eyes. 
Mason County Sheriff George Johnson commented that he believed the sightings were due to an unusually hard, large, not hard, heron, uh, termed the shit poke or shite poke. S H I T E. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, contractor Newell Partridge told Johnson that when he aimed a flashlight at the creature in the nearby eyes or field, its eyes glowed. Like bicycle well, reflectors, right? As they would. I think yeah, that's there's just also it, been yeah. uh, there's also been attributed say people have attributed to a to a uh, great horned owl. Uh, there's some kind of owl that's out there that that fits in it. But when you're talking about a man sized thing, and, and here's the thing, guys, with conspiracies, and you're talking about them in this in this kind of uh, large scale um, many sightings, you start having multiple sightings that are that are completely different from one another that all get thrown into the pool together. So. You may have had people who were seeing the shite herring, um, people who were seeing this 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 barn owl, that's very large barn owl, uh, and because of the 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 rumors that are going around, because of the the questions, because we as human beings love a good you know mystery, we we want to get involved in it, we want to be a part of it. So they start attributing things, and also it's been known for years now that eyewitness testimony is maybe is maybe the worst kind of testimony, you know. Yeah, by the time the next morning comes around, people have already convinced themselves they saw something that they didn't. Right. And so you have a lot of different unknown things that are contributing to this unknown event because there's nobody out there putting out the hard facts. Here's what it is. And so, I mean, it's all those things are right. I mean, I, th- I think personally that every single mm-hmm. one of those explanations in some way or another applies to one of the sightings. It totally makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Uh, That's exactly. And that's why um, eyewitness testimony is so. um, Unreliable. What's the word I'm looking? Unreliable. (laughs) In that sense. Well, in in that sense that um, everything's thrown together in that. Um, And after the first few, everybody has the fever to see something. Right, right. And and once uh, something becomes a conspiracy or or a or a secret like that, um, and forgive me for 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 those of you out there who are these people that fall into this category, um, the freaks come out at night, so to speak. You know the the people that that turn things and you know the, the flat earthers, if if you will. And and I and I won't apologize for making the flat earthers the butt of my jokes, because I mean it's <laughs> come on, it's flat earth really. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> those kind of people come out and they they're completely convinced that what their story is is what the truth is, and. When you do finally get an explanation one way or the other, if it's anything short of their wildest imaginations, they're just not going to believe you. They're, yeah. they're not – they are going to stonewall and, and keep to their – no, this has got to be what it is. What I say it is is what it is. It's, it's, it's Zeus uh, throwing lightning bolts down upon Earth so that he can sleep with Stormy Daniels. It, 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 it's some wacky, way off the wall shit. And no matter what you say to them, they're not going to believe it, which is why when – the simplistic answer to like what you said that all these different sightings are attributed to one of these little things that are out there on top of the fact that there is hardened evidence and, and not evidence they're going to like that like I'm going to tell you guys about that proves that the entire event is completely explainable. And when you talk about it in with keeping in mind the, the, the culture of the United States at the time and what we were dealing with, with the cold war in Vietnam, why it was so important for secrecy to be kept and almost, and I'll give it to them. The government, maybe when they finally did let everything cool down, you know, nobody was getting hurt. Um, they quickly pro- proved that they, they, they tracked down the entire silver bridge incident to one faulty pin 
Mm-hmm. That still, even with even with, you know, engineers and structural engineers saying no, yep. this is what caused the bridge to collapse. Yep, it still wasn't good enough for for the conspiracy theorists right. who are no, no, it's because of the Mothman. It's like no, oh, no, no, it wasn't because of the Mothman. Yeah, was... And when you look at it in the aspect, I, of do, I would have to say just real quickly that yeah, most yeah. there are some that say Mothman caused it. But most do say that it was a herald to it, that it knew it was coming, and that's why it was there, not necessarily that it caused it. Anyways, right, but, but if you think about it in the historical aspect of, of the Mothman, they, they always say the Mothman always shows up to warn people of an impending doom, right? And that, that one buzzword, always. Yep. Well, when yeah. else? When else has this happened? This happened once. So one time out of one time, yes, always does apply, but there's no historical reference of, of the Mothman showing up before – before the great earthquake in, in LA back, back in the, back in the, the, in the 1900s, early 1900s, there yeah. was no yeah. Mothman. Although they said, some people say they saw him. There was no Mothman that showed up on September 10th in, in New York city and said, Hey guys, New York. So this always shows up beforehand is just not accurate because you've had one incident of the sighting of the Mothman, which happens to be the source of the Mothman myth. Just so happened to ha- you know, occur within, within a, a, a year of uh, this one tragic event that occurred. Yeah. Uh, okay, there are a few. Um, and I don't know if they these stories these stories originated mm-hmm. after. Like some of them are definitely after. So yes, right. Right. I don't know if the stories originated after this become popular became popular or not, but they do say that people saw similar creatures outside reactor number four at Chernobyl. Okay. Uh, well, let's see what they have to say here. 9-11. Following the terrorist attacks on the World Trade Center on September 11, 2001, rumors emerged that a witness or that witnesses reported seeing a large crane-like figure in the vicinity of the tower five days prior to the attack. Let's and that's see. that's the problem, though, is can we find any evidence? Yeah. Of, this is it, of, man. Of, yeah. This of one, it would take a lot before. more. It would take a right. lot more digging to find. And, and I'm not saying it's not there but i'm just saying that they're there's they, they hard line that this is always seen right, before right. tragic events. oh definitely it's definitely it's it's not and it is in this case for the silver bridge collapse that is true there were reports leading for a whole year uh up to this event stopping right before the event occurred and then not happening again after the event uh but i think yeah. when you hear the explanation um for those of anyone who's a, who's a legitimate critical thinker uh can see why uh, this stuff happened. So, um, mm-hmm. if you guys want, I can, I can, I can give you guys the, the whammy, which is like I said, it's out there, but I'm going to verify much of it and explain why it fits. Yeah. I say we, uh, yeah, let's, I, let's drop this. Let's drop the shit burger. I want to do this. Drop the shit burger. <laughs> All right. I, I, I do want to mention before you do, I just want to finish the, the other three that they have on here yeah. just oh, okay, to mention yeah. them. Right, right, uh, right. they do say that, on the day of 9-11, and this one's completely crazy, but I do want to look into it because it interests me, that there was people that saw Mothman's face in the smoke on 9-11. That's the one I heard, yeah. And in the I, debris. I thought I, heard, I thought I heard that someone saw Mothman flying above the smoke. I think I've heard that one, too. Um, the I-35 bridge collapsed in 2007 in Minneapolis. And the swine flu outbreak in Mexico in 2009. So all of these examples are post. When I searched uh, historical records of Mothman. Anyways. Right. Huh. Yeah, so let's get into this. Um, 
Yeah, for but sure. But having said that, let's let's make it clear that even if those were all true, aren't those all incidents that happened after the after. 1967? Yeah, yeah, yes. Right, so. Yeah. Um, okay, so February 2014, uh, there was an article titled UFO Mystery Solved, Mothman Were Actually Green Berets. It was written by Harold Hutchinson, who is a former U.S. Air Force writer who now writes for uh, as a journalist for hire. But this article itself was released in Soldier Fortune magazine, and that tends to bring a lot of people to question the, the validity of it. But having said that, um, this may be the closest I'll get to actually maybe stepping over my bounds here. This article was also released in a special forces only internal magazine uh, about a year earlier. Oh, wow. Uh, on okay. Fort Bragg. So I had read this article on Fort Bragg in a special forces magazine. Um, and then there's some more things that'll, that'll go to it. So in this article, he says that in 1966, 1965 uh, through, through late 1966, uh, that MACV SOG, which was the military assistance command, Vietnam special operations group, which are the guys that were originally the special forces guys in Vietnam. Uh, listen to changing hearts and minds coming up. There will be an episode on the history of MACV SOG. Um, there's my plug, um, that they were testing what was called high altitude, low opening or halo operations for use in Vietnam, basically military freefall, uh, military freefall operations that, that were conducted were tested in the 1960s and were tested in none other than Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Now it was, it was tested there because they couldn't, they had to test it in some kind of a mountainous slash jungle, you know, very high uh, foliage type environment like, like Vietnam was and, and West same. Virginia, other than Hawaii was right. the closest thing to it. Having said that, uh, communist spies were very, very, very eyes on in, in Hawaii, in, in Guam in places like that, watching yes. for any kind of training that us special operations were doing to help in Vietnam. There may, they, you know, they may have may or may not have seen as much of this in West Virginia, United States. So, uh, I was on a special forces, military freefall team for four years. Uh, so I am a trained and a member of the halo community. As far as that's concerned, I have over 200 jumps. Uh, and so I can vouch for a lot of this stuff that, that I'm about to tell you guys about. So, um, one for sure sighting on November 15th, the 1966, the couples yeah. that yeah. saw, this is verified through, through, uh, through the U S military that they saw a nighttime halo operation jump, uh, including one jumper who had reported following a roadway when he had lost sight of his drop zone and finding himself flying as he was descending. And these things are military free fall. They're, they're 260 square foot parachutes that are gray or brown in color. Uh, the uniforms that a halo jumper wears are gray or brown in color. Uh, one of the things about Mothman is that he's silent. There is no sound to him flying. Well, there is no propulsion underneath the parachute. So to somebody who is not know, you know, they'll hear a whooshing sound, right. which is the air going through the ram air parachute. And there will be no flapping sound because there's not an actual bird looking at it at night underneath them. They would appear to have a giant wingspan, but there's nothing more than the parachute over top. And when you look at it from the angle of earth to up there, it looks as if the body of the person yes. under the parachute and the parachute are connected. Yeah. Making it look like it is a person with a wingspan. Um, now. The red eyes. At nighttime jumping, you have to have some way of parachuters in the air for my to identify each other. Uh, one of the things we do nowadays is we wear red chem lights on our front, green chem lights on our back and behind our legs, so that when you are in the air and you see red chem lights, 
you know that that jumper is facing you as you're facing him, and you know that one of you has to turn. Yep. When you're facing behind them, you'll see the green, which green means go, means you're in line with that jumper, stay where you're at. Back then, they didn't have chem lights. They had this luminous paint. They didn't have pa- paint in the back of people, so they only painted the front. The front was painted with two circular red dots of this luminous paint. This luminous paint was so popular by the Special Forces that it was actually used by the by the Special Operations community in Vietnam for years afterwards for not only you know marking jumpers but also for marking things on the ground at night. And so this Holy luminous paint shit. is not it's not a it's not a mystery. This is a real life thing. Uh, wow. So the red eyes, the silent gray or brown colored flying, all fits in with this. On top of the fact that it is verified by the special operations and the Department of Defense that the two couples that had seen them were actually seeing these halo jumpers. Now, men in black. These the first two reports of anybody interacting with the men in black were these two couples who were visited by these by these men in black who were basically just Department of Defense, DIA, security personnel, making sure that they had not seen anything more than just their imaginations going wild. When they heard their explanation as I saw a giant moth-type creature following me, they were like, okay, we're good. No one's going to report that they're seeing green berets <laughs> out good. here jumping out of planes. Right. So years go by. This, this story has now manifested itself into this giant thing. And although 2014 was when the story was released publicly by by the reporter, it was released in the early 80s through certain groups by some Department of Defense people who quickly, now remember we talked about the, the conspiracy theorists don't want to hear it, at that point they just didn't want to hear it anymore. Their, their whole attitude towards it was, well then why didn't you see something earlier? Not, not keeping into account the fact that we had you know Soviet, the Soviet Union, Communist China, uh, Cuba, and all these other you know communist forces that we were at war with who were spying on us that's why we didn't talk about it because it was a operational security issue uh, that was not that was left. Um, the bottom line is uh, years of theories and the evolution of the story is all self-created by people whose imaginations runs away with, ran away with themselves. Um, there was a final disclosure of the special forces jumps. A lot of people that didn't like the article uh, claim why didn't he cite any of his sources? Uh, why didn't he talk about this to anyone else? Well, we don't source stuff like that you can put in a say, FOIA do do that? request yeah. all you're going to get is that green berets did operate for training right in that area at that time which should be enough when you hear the rest of the story Correct. however it's not good enough for for the conspiracy theorists um so so again it's out there you can you can google google the name of the article and you'll get a bunch of different things including the original guy who wrote the mothman conspiracy book saying that this does make a lot of sense and uh he kind of leaves it at that because he wants to sell his book Sure. But the title of the article was, again, February 2014, uh, article titled UFO Mystery Solved, Mothman Were Actually Green Berets by Harold Hutchinson. And that is in the, you know, like I said, February 2014 uh, release of Soldier Fortune magazine, which can be found online and read. And I'm here to tell you, now here's my big whammy. Uh, I went to um, Halo School in what is now Yuma, Arizona, which is where it's done at. Um, a lot of old school guys are there as instructors and everything. The man who flew over the cars was one of the old timers there Holy and told me the story out of his own mouth. Holy shit. That is my verification of this, wow. and that is about as much as I can give away. But I have actually talked to one of the guys who was one of those guys in West Virginia doing it, and he has verified this entire story <laughs> and that they did this operation all the way through till 1966, late 1966, only shutting down the training operation for two reasons. One, because they had verified the validity of the operation to be used in Vietnam, and therefore they had started moving people out. And part two, 
was because right up the road, there was this bridge that collapsed, bringing a lot of media attention worldwide to yeah. the area, yeah. which also brought in a lot of the people who would look around for stuff. Once it got out to the Soviet blocks that there was a Mothman conspiracy there, they're not dumb. They put it together. They, they yep. knew about yep. the area. It was in the best interest of the military to shut down operations and get the hell out of Dodge yep. before they got in there and discovered what was going on. And that's why there was no more Mothman sightings after the Silver Bridge collapse in wow. 1960s. Damn, man. Son of a bitch. That is freaking awesome. So, like, as as this old timer that you that you had the fucking privilege of, of meeting and, and speaking with briefly, like, as that guy, like, how what the fuck do you do for decades when everybody's talking about this? You're just like, motherfuckers, that was me. Like, well, there there was a lot. I mean, you're talking about there's a lot of these a lot of these guys that are old time special operations special forces guys. Um, they're very stoic. Uh, they're yeah, very, they're yeah. very matter of fact. Um, and although maybe if you'd have caught me 10 years ago when I was younger, I'd have gotten a lot more deep into the, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. But after years of seeing the world as it really is and seeing a lot of these myths and a lot of these things get not debunked, but you see it from a different point of view, you start to not take as much credibility in it. You just don't sure. look at it the same and you don't, you know. I don't think he surrounded himself with the kind of information that would have brought it up to him very often. Yeah. Um, they always, they, they kind of, they kind of look at it as like a, that's a cool story. And again, like I said before, nobody's getting hurt because of the Mothman stories. There's, there's not people out trying to hunt them. Like people do with Bigfoot and where people are getting shot sure, sure. Or, or people making mistakes or getting lost in the woods, trying to find the Mothman uh, and the silver bridge, you know, as far as they're concerned has nothing to do with it. So there's no, there's no connection that, for them at that point. So it's not something that they worry about too much to where they want to go out and be like, hey, everyone, listen, chill wow. out. It was just us because it really wasn't hurting anybody. And, sure. and, and ultimately, the only ones who it hurts in the long run is the people who do find conspiracies that are true because they cannot get any kind of credence because people who are knee deep in making sure this conspiracy lives on just cannot accept the fact that this is just one of them that is just very easily and simply explained. And as much as we'd like to know that it's real and like we'd like to believe these things that are secret, this is just one of them, guys. It just is not is not what it what it seems to be. It, it is something. It's actually yeah, and then, cooler the story that it is. Dude, it's so in a freaking uh, awesome. Quick search on Soldier of Fortune Mothman on Google, whatnot. There's a twenty articles about how that's not the truth. Sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. And nobody wants to believe it. I do have to say that they do give a link to the Soldier of Fortune magazine article, which is down. Um, I I would like to see the original article. Just you, you can order the back. You can order the back. uh, The back. I I looked at it today, um, just because I wanted to see if I can get an actual copy of the article to read, Mm -hmm. um, which I could not. And I do not have. um, I am not comfortable to reading the the version of it that was in the SF magazine, um, unfortunately. Uh, if, if you guys ever, if we're ever in the same vicinity again, uh, I'll see if I can bring it with me to you guys. Cause it's not, it's not a secret magazine. It's called, it's called the, uh, it's called, the, it's called the drop. It's, it's a special forces association magazine. And it was originally in one of those. Um, but I can't get, I, you can order a copy through soldier of fortune of the back, the backlog of the article. And the article is very vague. Uh, very, a lot of the stuff that I put out here is, is in that article. Uh, especially they go into great detail about the paint. Um, which is something that is very, you know, but there is, it is not sourced. Um, although this guy is a very well-respected journalist, uh, but yet you can see, like you, like you said, uh, Jason, that, that people go after him. They just don't want to believe it. So they say, oh, this right. is bullshit. This isn't real. But I mean, 
if you get rid of all the Mothman stuff, um, this could be its own conspiracy that they, you know, if this was, if they came up with this idea on their own, they would be dead set that this is the truth. But because it contradicts what they want to believe that there's some mythical monster out there running around, um, (laughs) you know, they they get their hearts broke with the Chupacabra being nothing more than a hairless dog. And now now they get their hearts broke with Mothman being nothing more than a bunch of, of, uh, you know, far more dangerous than a Mothman, you know, a Green Beret. You know, we are far more dangerous than those things, depending on who you are. Sure. So it, it, it sucks, but, um, and believe me, I can, I'll come back on anytime you guys want and talk about some that are a little bit more realistic. Uh, like I said, we can go on for days about Kennedy and, and then what we'll, went on with that. And That's my favorite subject, bro. That it, is, it is my it's favorite. My, it's my favorite, too, because there is so much to it that is true. You know, um, so much of it is, is not it's another one of the ones where everything that you could possibly dream of about the true story is out there. Sure. It's got to be able to put it together. And it's, did you read through just, I mean, I, I realize we're getting off topic just a smidge here, but I mean, do you, did you read through the, the document dump, the CIA document dump all on the Kennedy files? I mean, there's millions of pages there, but I mean, yeah. Did yeah. You, and did there's, you all, there's also a lot it? that are not going to be released. Oh uh, yeah. As you fine. remember, Trump promised to release all these things. Right. Right. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden was like, well, yeah, I know we right? can't do it. We can't do it. You know, but so when you think about it, somebody like Trump who, who really wants to, throw some government people under the bus sure um for him to be swayed and and to to decide not to release um there's got to be some stuff in there <laughs> exactly. and unfortunately we don't want to be next to have, there's some things that i do know about that are just you know there's some there's some shady shit that went on man oh, it's just uh dude i can imagine definitely yeah. like i said it's definitely all out there for you to find out um i recommend looking up the 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 plumbers the white house plumbers and the deathbed confession of a of the guy who was thrown in jail for the Watergate. Yeah. Uh, if you want to look up something interesting, look up what he wrote. Okay. And uh, keep that in mind when you're reading that. That that's very very that's uh, very damaging to some people in the government. There's a lot of people that don't like that story getting out. <laughs> I love this shit, man. I absolutely love this shit. And it's just like I, I watch movies like, uh, well, like Oliver Stone's flick, JFK. I mean, that is like a melting pot of conspiracy, but it's so sexy. <laughs> like, yeah. I fucking watch the shit out of and that film. Of I love it. Lots of accuracy, unfortunately, in that story. Yeah, I can imagine, man. I can imagine. And that, that's like the best way to lie is to tell a fucking ridiculous truth. You know what I'm saying? So, well, we're, to let, we're to let the conspiracy theorists create their own disinformation campaign. Now, here's <laughs> something a lot of people don't know. The term itself, conspiracy theory, was created by the CIA as a way to discount anybody during that time period from making their own assessment about what happened in the Kennedy assassination. Interesting. I didn't know that. That's that. interesting. Yeah. Do you I, yeah, see? I did know that. I, 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 I'm surprised we didn't talk about that. I, I'm surprised I didn't tell you about no, that. No, I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that. But yeah, it was originally a CIA term. Do you see similarities of like from, you know, the the mid '60s, when all this bullshit was going on, uh, to to now, you know, now everybody's crying fake news, fake news, fake yes. news. It's yes. the same fucking right. thing. Like I I'm just now putting this together, obviously, but I mean, I'm I'm just telling you, like it to me, I'm seeing similarities in the in the two. And situations. and that's it's very very uh very self aware of you to say that that it is very very similar. Um, it's well, and not to it's say, not to compare Trump no, 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 no. to anybody. No, 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 no. I'm not, no, no, no. I'm not I'm comparing. Saying, but not to compare Trump no, in, cert- in many aspects. What I'm saying is, I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is that. presidents. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is that. No, 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 no that, that, never mind. No, what I'm saying is that <laughs> a, a higher up um, 
is is claiming like conspiracy theory. And now that is like that runs rampant now for decades. And now or just over the past year and a half ish or whatever, fake news, fake news, fake news. And now that is running rampant. Um, I would I would go always go as far as to say anytime you hear one of those people yell fake news, uh, you can probably just uh, <laughs> interject fake news with the term damaging, damaging, damaging yes. re, you know, yes. re- revelation. Exactly. You know, exactly. Fake news or damaging revelation. You know, when, <laughs> I, and like I said, that's not always the case. But, no, uh, but I, you know, yeah, I think I what Jason says is, is or uh, yeah, Jason, what you said is kind of true. You don't want to compare Trump to a man like Kennedy. Um, by any means, um, right? Yeah, right. but me, I was trying to get to another point there that the there's definite there's different things you don't want to compare, but there is a comparison to be made that he is. There was a lot of things about Kennedy that was outside of what the country saw as the normal presidents. Right. Oh, right. sure. And sure. there there were other previous presidents in the past that were seen that way as well, and a lot of them were ended up assassinated. I'm not going to say. Yeah, that is going to happen to Trump. But there's a lot of comparison. There's a lot of the the overall arching view on Trump as being someone different definitely is um, similar, and it's causing a lot of it, it's chaotic to happen within the country. Absolutely, right. yeah, no, I 100 percent agree with you. It's, and I mean, uh, it, things it, are it's disheartening. It's disheartening as a guy who spent, you know, 18 years of my adult life fighting for a country that 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 does, you know, many times make some very massive mistakes. And, uh, you know, it's not you'll not find many Green Berets who will say that we we made a good choice going into Iraq. However, we were there, you know, and sure. uh, we had to finish the job that we were handed. Um, so there, there's all kinds of there's the similarities. I think the similarity I find the most is the uh, the attempt to to not own past mistakes made and just to toe a line of well you know much like with vietnam you know maybe right or wrong to go into vietnam probably wrong uh you didn't even listen to your own green braves on the ground who were oss at the time right when they said hey you can support ho chi Minh and not throw him to throw him to the wolves because the russians and the chinese are just waiting to to scoop him up um that was something that was actually the the father of the green berets aaron bank uh, he was very pro Ho Chi Minh. He had he had fought with him during the end of World War II oh, wow. to help clean up a lot of stuff. And he he had advised the government, "You need to back this guy. You need to not turn your back. This guy is very. He's got the he's got the people. He's got the hearts and minds of the people. Right. Um, and he wants America to help him legitimize his his uh him making Vietnam its own independent state. But the U.S. was just too tied to supporting France. And uh, there was they 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 made mistakes going in. They knew they couldn't win, much like in the Pentagon Papers movie. Knew they could not win, yet kept just throwing more and more people at the problem instead of just sitting back and say, "Hey, wait, let's take a look at what we're doing." Um, I think it's the other way around with 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 uh, with with the war on terror. I think we have a, a mission that we have to complete, but because we don't want to stay longer than we're welcome, we're just not right. being allowed to finish the mission. Sure. So we're being pulling out and leaving things half done. And when you leave things half done, you end up with having things like ISIS pop up. So uh, right. it's kind of kind of it's a double edged sword. It's it's two ends of the same. Same, like you said, Jason, the same kind of similarities, but just on different different ends of the spectrum, I think. Sure. It's fucking fascinating. Yeah, and today, and it's not that it wasn't, it hasn't been this way for a long time. It has been this way for a long time, but it's all about optics, how things look. Right. Exactly. When necessarily the way it looks to people not in the know is more important in some aspects, media-wise, than what's on the ground in decisions made back home. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely correct. And it's 
and that's 100% the uh, what I think is is actually going on. It, it comes more more about our reputation rather than uh, whether or not we're doing the right thing. So, and unfortunately, like you said, optics are are everything, especially when you're dealing with politics. Uh, the one thing about politics may be the thing that leads a lot of countries to fight wars, but politics should be quickly abandoned once the war is in in place, and then the war has to be fought by war fighters and and people who are uh, we with the Civil War ended the way it did because Lincoln finally took the gloves off of Sherman and and Grant and said we need to win the war and yes. it, ugly and dirty as it was um, the total warfare plan that Sherman and Grant had come up with was was ultimately what led to us you know putting an end to the Civil War um, and unfortunately you know the worst thing that ever could have happened to the South John Wilkes Booth came along and uh, took away the only friend they had in Washington. Uh, leaving the South to ultimately pay for politically after the war for the assassination of him. But um, like you said, that's all about optics, too. It's all about how things look. And uh, when you start allowing – there's nothing good or pleasant about warfare at all. And as a person who spent his entire adult life you know, perfecting it as, as a profession, um, I'm here to tell you that that war is ugly. And it's, it's nasty. It's dirty. It's, it's, it's heartbreaking. It's, it's horrible. It, it, does, it has no good outcome. Uh, and it definitely has no good outcome when it's half done. Because it, it needs to be done complete, and it, the only way to victory when you're talking about war is absolute victory. And that doesn't mean to destroy everyone and kill them all, but the reason why we're not still fighting fascist Nazi regimes in the world anymore is because after World War II, the world itself hunted down and put an end to Nazism as a whole as far as political powers are concerned. Right. Um, that's why World War II ended the way it did in a positive manner. Uh, we're never going to have that in, in, in today's in today's world when we— when we worry about things like optics and how things look and, you know, bottom line, if you don't want to have, you don't want to have the, the responsibility for finishing a war, then don't get involved in it in the first place yeah. uh, is the best way. It's the best way to put it. So. Damn. One of the things from the recent episode I listened to of yours and that I've heard echoed in other places and I've, and I've seen example, not seen examples of, I've heard other people talk about it is the, the nuclear bomb drops in Japan even though they killed a lot of people, saved mm -hmm. many, many more lives, but it's not necessarily seen that way. No, right? it's not. And it's, it's unfortunate because it, it's true on both ends. Uh, it was a terrible, terrible thing for the world to, to, to catapult itself into the nuclear arms race. Um, the Cold War itself was a, a horrible, although it was good because we never actually got to blows, but doing things like Tsar Bomba, which I'm sure you heard about in it, the, uh, yes. the 73 megaton uh, bomb, the largest nuclear weapon ever ever detonated on the Earth, uh, detonated by the Russians, heard around the world seven times over, Damn. and actually you know, threw the Earth off its axis by half a, by half a degree for, for four years. Um, it was so large and so damaging that the Russians themselves halted their, their arms development afterwards. They said, no oh. more. Oh. Uh, we, and that was what actually their own bomb brought them to the table for, for anti-proliferation. Um, and, and I appreciate when you said I scared you because I had gotten that from the Sofa Kings episode where they, during the one break, they dropped that, that thing in there. And so uh, that was mm. my intent at the beginning was to drop that, drop that nuclear war. And it, it, it fits for nowadays because of, because of the wor world we live in. Yeah. Um, that my, my, uh, my wife was even like, are you sure you want to go with that? You're going to make <laughs> a lot of people shit themselves. And I'm like, no, I, I said, it gets people's attention. It gets them to listen to it because even as a professional warfighter, uh, nuclear war is the scariest fucking thing in the world. Yeah, to for me, sure. So. For sure. 
It's fucking. Well, we nuts. went way off of uh, Mothman there, but that, sorry, that was great. I th- great. No, 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 no. Don't be. Once sorry I told the Mothman it. people, once I told the Mothman people it wasn't true, they didn't want to hear anything more about the Mothman anyway. So at least no. they got a little bit more <laughs> yeah, stuff. Huh? Right. Like fuck it, talk I about Kennedy. Look, I, I do want to f- try to find this article, and it yeah, does sure. make sense. I mean, some yeah. of the arguments I saw on there after you mentioned that when I tried to find the article were were stuff that just didn't make sense to me. Yeah. The, the anti-argument to the Green Berets being there, not necessarily being there, but to certain things about them just didn't make sense. Like one of the big ones that was mentioned on every website is why would they paint themselves with glowing things if they were trying to hide themselves? But that's exactly for safety it's, and right. for control while you're doing the dive. So that's so, why they yeah. would do it. <laughs> and we still do it to this day. Uh, sure. Uh, for, for nighttime halo operations, uh, you have to have a way in the air to make sure that you do not. The worst thing in the world for, for a person under a parachute at nighttime to do is to run into somebody else with a parachute at nighttime. Uh, so you have to have a way uh, to mark yourself and to be able to identify yourself. And that, that was what was done. It, and it's just it's the truth. It, it, the truth shall set you free. And unfortunately, whether it's makes a fun story and not fun story or not. Right. This is just the truth. This is what happened. Now, I do have a question for you, though. I want to go. Yeah, I want to go for sure. Now, I do have a question, though, just out of curiosity for my for myself or whatever. I want kind of like paint the picture here. Okay, you have teenagers in a car or whatever, or you have guys out digging graves in the middle of the fucking night. Right. Um, How high up do, do would you start the drop? Is this from a plane? Is this off a cliff? Is this, you know what I'm no, saying? It's like, from a plane. It's okay. from a plane at, uh, at the well, 12, high low 12, is, 12 to 35,000. Okay, so, okay, okay. And you open low, right? Yes, that's, that's high high right. Start right. Also, there's, also, there's also hey-ho operations, high-altitude, high-opening, and those are okay. for, you know, you, you, you open your parachute above, a certain amount of thousand feet and then you, you, you glide and fly into, into your target area. And that's gotcha. done for, you know, offset from your target. Maybe they've got a lot of, you know, anti aircraft stuff or you want to do a cross border, you know, type of where you get released out over, let's say over the Vietnamese border and you want to land right. in Laos. Exactly. So you open up high and you fly in over under yep. parachute. Um, now these things are, like I said, these things, are, they, they're not like parachutes for paratroopers that are circular and just drop you straight down no. slowly. These things are wings, so they actually have a forward a forward projection. Uh, they fly. They can be used at certain speeds to give you a little bit of lift at certain times. Sure. So a lot of the different um, – a lot, and they, they were testing it. So they were testing all these different methods of using it. So all these things, things saying, oh, the thing lifted up a little bit. You know, well, yeah. yeah it, it would appear that way. It's a maneuver. Uh, and the thing, the thing f- followed us. Right. Well, you're moving laterally across the ground with a thing that's <laughs> going forward 22 feet a second while only dropping four feet a second. Right. So, right. Uh, you know, you've seen parachute videos of skydivers now who look to be, you know, laterally moving across more than they are dropping. And so that that's that's all it's all explainable by, by sure. the physics of, of parachute. Well, now jumping. they have a lot of videos, not necessarily military ones, but um, recreational ones where they're drop. You know, there's maybe not high low or but or helo, but they're like coming down to the ground and then they're swooping and they're going yes. like flying through stuff and whatnot. Yeah, so there's definitely because of the way they control their parachutes. So, so there's all kinds of ways to explain all the different things they saw. Uh, the big ones, you know, is the color, the, the lack of uh, sound, 
the 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 glowing red eyes, right. and uh, ultimately the 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 presence of the men in black. Um, those those are all very explainable, very sourceable. Um, and unfortunately, like we said, it's just it doesn't fit into what they want the narrative to be, so they just don't want to hear it. You know, it's a, you know, and I, I like this because for as fucking bad as I want like Mothman to exist, right? I mean. I'm a paranormal guy. This is what I do. This is what I love. I mean, I, I love this shit. I, I fucking love this even more because I don't have to focus attention on that now. I can move elsewhere. You see what I'm saying? Uh, because, like, in my opinion, like, you just squashed that whole fucking thing right there, man. You squashed it. And I appreciate the hell out of that. I really do. It's good stuff. Now, having said that, I can't do a thing about ghosts, man. I, I ah, can't I say that I don't believe in them and that they're not real. That is <laughs> so, what it is. So You're <laughs> not as sneaky as a ghost when you want to be. Oh fuck! I no, bet I'm not. Be. I wish I was. <laughs> I wish I, bet I was, man. But I, bet you know, you could I, I could. I could. I can't explain those things, and uh, I trip over. I too can't much explain shit. UFOs, or maybe <laughs> I can, but maybe I might not disclose. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I like, smell so another two shows now. Earlier, um, a show that I we kind of we met through really. The Sofa so, King guys. Right. I I kind of have always had the same viewpoint that Brad has on there about paranormal things. If one instance out of a thousand is correct, then the thing is real. Absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what I, I attribute to people when they talk about UFOs. I'm like, look, uh, UFO. If if one if one UFO is an alien spacecraft from another planet, then it doesn't matter how many of them are not. Right. How many of them are explainable. Right. How many times Kurt Russell sees lights over Phoenix? It doesn't matter. The one thought it just takes one. And uh, st strictly by 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 statistics and by the, the size of the universe as a whole, chances are are more likely that there are aliens than there is that they're not. Yeah. And that's statistically that's that's just by common sense. Uh, mathematics proves the existence. Now, whether or not they're able to come visit us or not. It, we don't know, or, or, or we do know, and we're not being told. But the bottom line is, is that we're focusing sometimes on the wrong argument. Yeah. Um, let's assume that they do exist. Now let's focus now, on whether or not they can actually visit us. Talking yeah, about aliens, and not that you have any experience yourself in this, but I kind of <laughs> want to get your perspective on a certain things. Yes. Sir. Um, not not necessarily like the big things. Like, well, this would be a huge, massive thing, but mm -hmm. like the well-known things. Um, specifically, do you, are there things that the government is doing, not the government, just they, whoever, whatever, are there secret operations out there preparing for the possibility of something coming here? I can neither confirm nor deny the presence of that stuff. Let me, let, I, me put it to, I, let me put it to you this way. And this is what I tell people all the time. The entire existence of humanity, we've had the same, our brains worked, uh, Ben Franklin was as smart as any person, smart person is nowadays. His ability to reason, his ability to, to think and everything. Sure. We have had technological advance in the last 50 years that is three times that of the entire existence of the human race as a whole, right. going all the way back to the beginning of technology, right? Hmm. Where does that come from? Exactly. All I'm saying. Exactly. Where does that come from? Well, see, this is me trying to ease Josh's mind a little bit here because Fuck I you. believe that the government or whoever, tech, biz, big businesses, whatever, even if it's secret or not, they have an interest in protecting this planet because they live on this planet. 
Exactly. Yeah. It's and home. if the aliens have never been here, there's one day that they might come and they may be hostile. So as a planetary whole, as a, a population or a hum, the human race, if we want to have a future, we need to prepare for something like that. Right. So you know, I but, think it would be a big mistake to not prepare for something like that. I, I agree with you. And I also will caveat that with uh, we have war plans for every single contingency and every single thing that could possibly happen. Shit, yeah. That we can think of. That we can think yes, of. Possibly and can fat. you think of, an, of, a, of a, well, let me put it this way. If, if, it's, if it's been in a movie right. and it's a possibility to move me, then it's probably something that somebody who's smart working in a, in a, in a small little closet in the bottom of the Pentagon is thought of, and therefore someone's mm-hmm. got to come up with a plan for it. Sure. So, yeah. you know, ID4, Independence Day, is not something that I'm sure has not passed over the minds of some really geeky guy sitting in the basement of the thing. Oh, the I Pentagon. do know that. Uh, I do know a, a fun fact about Independence <laughs> Day that I've mentioned on the show before. Yes, yes. The military, were, the military was advising the movie yeah, they were Up present. until the point that Area 51 got interjected, and then right. they backed out yeah. and wouldn't advise anymore. Right. Exactly. <sighs> Fuck me, man. See, like, I love how you well, say... I don't know if I made Josh feel better. No, you not. didn't. That's what I was just going to say. Like, I love how you put it out there. I'm just trying to, like, ease your mind. You don't. You don't ease my mind at all. Like, in fact, if anything, you're just making it worse over here. Fuck. Josh, you ain't got to worry about anything, buddy. If, if the, the worst, we, we are more at risk right now of a me, of a meteor hitting our planet than yeah. being invaded by aliens. Um, See, I appreciate we that. Have, we, we do a very good job of making sure we have, I'm going to step over into being, you know, you won't know if I'm telling the truth or not with what I'm saying. I'm just saying that right now off the bat. I could be being philosophical. I could be making a joke. But don't you think that if we had some some kind of contact or knowledge, we would, we would definitely attempt to have some kind of a treaty? Just saying. Yes. See, Just saying. Like, oh, my God. Okay. You and I need to have some conversations, like, off Offline? off air. Because, That's assuming like, that alien race sees us as equals and worth having a, treating with, a treaty with us. Shut up. Okay. Right. Koopsik, just get off the fucking call. Because, uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, do we worry about ants that we kill on a mountain and anthill? Thank you. God damn it. How many times have I used that analogy? How many times? Well, so meteors would also be an outside <laughs> threat that I sure we need to. Then they are prepared for. I mean, Ugh. I don't think it's going to be. It's definitely a plausible thing. I could see a Bruce yeah. Willis esque character going into space because that's what he knows how to do. Not going into space, but doing the professional thing he needs to do to drill into. Right. Ben right. Affleck will be there. Ben all that because he's Batman now. Steve, Steve, uh, Steve oh, yeah. Buscemi will be there because he wants to feel the power between his legs, brother. That's what's yeah. up. That's he what's dies up. in every movie too. That's why I love him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! So here's I what mean, I'm I thinking. I remember here... back in like middle school, not middle school, whenever the internet first came out, and you could put a little online blog. I don't even think it's out there anymore. In fact, I don't think it's out there anymore. I wrote an article all about how. We need to focus on out. Not, I wasn't even talking aliens then. I was talking about <laughs> as a human race, we need to focus on protecting this planet because, yes, we have very real issues that we need to handle here. But none of that will matter if we're ever exactly. faced with an outside threat. Exactly. Right. You just look at look at what Columbus and the Europeans did to the American Indians and try yes. to think of it in that even even unintentionally, um, almost wiping out the entire race. Uh, yep. But by just just by disease. 
I mean, uh, the threat is real, and if it's not real, then it's at least something that should be considered. Um, and having said that, I, I, I have seen I have seen no evidence that it exists, but I also have no doubt in my mind that it's not something that has been considered, talked about, and planned. I mean, we, we hear all the time about some new amount of money uh, that has been funded in like just recently this year. With those, yeah. uh, with that, with that footage, footage of the Air Force pilots seeing the the UFOs and everything, um, that stuff is that stuff's you know that's legit shit, guys. I'm here to tell you that's some yeah. legit footage and legit stuff that's been found with no mm. explanation. Damn. So. Damn. Well, that's why I I try to mention on the show as often as possible, and I'll mention again if if our government is not actively looking for that type of stuff and investigating that kind of stuff in our in our skies, then they are completely letting us down. They're completely looking past that. They because, that's because every other one of the main the aspects of why yes. they're there. Right. We're we're the most uptight country when it comes to it too, because many of the uh, many of the other countries in the world, uh, Canada has come out. They're very open yes. about it. The Brits, a lot of European countries, a lot of South American countries. Uh, these aren't things that are like maybe this is happening. That they. No. They treat this stuff and they they engage in this information as a fact. Yes, uh, exactly. as something that is occurring and uh, that they they do handle handle it upfront uh, and with with no with no passive aggressive. Uh, well, maybe or maybe no no Project Blue Book or right. any kind of Majestic Seven bullshit. Uh, it's openly out there that that UFOs you know pose a pose by their not knowing what they are pose a significant security threat yes. to the planet and to countries. So it's it's just something that has to be dealt with, and wow, man, we really did go way off. <laughs> but it's, it's interesting, like, it's like, though. It's like driving to work in the morning, listening to your guys' show. Yeah. And now, now I'm actually having the conversation I have with you guys with you guys, right? Exactly. I'll be talking to you guys in my car while you're talking. <laughs> it's interesting, though, it's because not like, aliens, which like we've already talked about, probably 99 percent of the time is not aliens. Right. We still need to be watching that shit. We still yes. need to be looking for that shit. Because Hitler might be living in the Hollow Earth. Who knows? Or on the moon. Or on the moon. We talked about it last night. Right. right. I was. I saw. I heard the episode today. It was a great episode. Uh, I'm going to watch that movie this weekend. (laughs) That is good stuff. It is. It's funny though because I, 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 like, I was thinking about it today, and it's like that. The feel of Duke Nukem in a oh moon God. or in a movie on the moon about the Nazis. <laughs> Duke That's kind of what it's not like. as bad. It's, hopefully it's not as bad as friggin' when The Rock played Duke Nukem in, in the in the one Doom game. I never watched <laughs> that. Uh, that was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. The Rock may make some good movies, man, but he he did definitely yeah. missed the mark on that one. There, there was no Duke Nukem in in that movie at all. That was Dude, that's horrible. so funny. I will say this though. It is interesting to me, like you just mentioned with the other countries. Uh, kind of coming forward, stepping forward, and I know like Paul Hellyer uh, from from Canada is a big stepping stone there, and uh, uh, helped a lot with that movement. Um, but I will say like they're even pressuring the United States, like, hey, come on, fucking join the rest of us. Everybody else is talking about it. You you're next. Come on, let's go. Um, it's interesting, but like you said, you know, here in the U.S., it, it's more tongue in cheek, man. When they bring that shit up, there's it's very tongue in cheek, and right, right. It's it's met well, more it's with also humor. Kind of like people think of China and North Korea and other countries like that that filter their media, and think that our media is not filtered. It's wow. absolutely filtered. Oh fuck me. Um, and and censored, and we're. Right. We can find it if you look for it, but if you're not looking for it, you're not going to find news from around the world that they don't want you to see or whoever they are. You know, they it's not it doesn't fit 
into right. what they want pumped into our minds. Well, it's just as like what we were talking about, you know, tonight, just to kind of bring it back around. It's exactly the same as what we were talking about tonight. I've been fascinated by Mothman ever since the fuck early 90s, probably. I mean, maybe even right. before that. Um, but, I mean, I had no idea that that was going on, you know, until until we just had this conversation this evening. So, Well, I'm glad I could enlighten the, uh, yeah. the, the, the you guys and the fans, and I, and I hope that the ones out there who, who are disappointed in, in the answer aren't – don't hold it against me because there are, uh, as you heard in the later parts of this episode, I, there are some things that I'll get behind and, and say that there's, there's, there's some truth, if not, you know, some definitely questions that need to be answered. Uh, I agree with Jason wholeheartedly about that if they're not handling or dealing with this stuff, then they're making a massive mistake and they're letting sure. us down. Um, but I also will say up front that I that I I am not keeping away or not putting out any information about that information about that topic that I that I know or don't know. I you know where I was a Green Beret. I was not a member of uh, of naval naval intelligence working out of uh, you know Groom Lake. So. Yeah. I, although I, I have been there, I have I did not I did not uh I did not see anything, uh, but I have seen I have seen things that make me question stuff. But I I have no knowledge for sure, uh, nor would I pretend that I do of anything out there that is that is is weird. Uh, much much like I did with the Mothman thing, I, I know what I know because I know people. Yeah. So sounds like something you were told to say. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right, right. <laughs> if anybody out there, any listener out there wants to tell Jeff why he's wrong, call in to 913-730-7255 and leave him a message, and we'll play it on the air, and he'll hear it because he Hell listens yeah. to our show. I do listen to the stuff, show. Man. And so, I also was a Green Beret, so I'll, I'll, there's no threat, but I, I will appreciate coming and talking to you face-to-face -face about, about the names you call me. I'm just, right, I'm just kidding. So I'm, not I'm, up. Not, I don't I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't I don't do that. Stuff. I, I am. I am the. I am not the. I am not the badass, dangerous person. That I am. Jason. Jason's met me. I'm very. I'm very uh, pleasant to be around. So, guys, I want. I appreciate you guys having me on tonight. Uh, yeah. I, I hang out with you guys for another hour, but I do have another show in 20 minutes that I need yeah. to go. Yeah. All right. No well, problem. We appreciate uh, the time, brother. Anyway, so. Definitely. I, I, anytime you want, anytime you guys go. want me back on, let me know. Any anytime you guys want to come on and do a show about some kind of history thing, or like you said, Jason. Uh, some touchy feely, you know, per, you know, positive stuff. Yeah. Uh, door is open, and and the welcome is always out there for you guys. I, I love love your guys' show. I really really do. Um, and uh, I'm going to make sure that definitely other people that are fans of my show that are you know friendly to our type of our type of entertainment and stuff we like are going to hear about this. And, and I'm gonna put I'm gonna push you guys uh, to them uh, much like I I do with all the other shows that I that I really do enjoy. So uh, you guys do stuff, and I and I appreciate you guys both. Yeah, I appreciate that, brother. Yeah, I see two shows. Definitely got to come back for JFK, and we'll talk for fucking hours. Um, and then and then we'll have to talk more about like UFOs and all that fun shit too. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I would shit, love to. Yeah. Love to. I'm Sweet. gonna task you with something. <laughs> Me? A okay. little bit, just a Let's little hear. bit. Let's hear. I I want to have back. I want you to come back for those shows as well. But I want you to find something like what. I don't know how passionate you were about Mothman before, or if you just had this knowledge and wanted to talk about it. I want to find. I want you to find something paranormal-wise that you are passionate about, okay, and in at least interested in, very, very interested in, and we will make a concerted effort to study that and do a show about that as well. Fantastic! Hell yeah! Fantastic! Love it. Write that down, man. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get into it, uh, and I and I will. I will get back to you guys with that information and. Uh, you know, thanks a lot, and all of you out there who uh, 
who do like uh, who do like what I had to say or don't don't like what I have to say. I can promise you that if you come over to my show, um, you'll hear quite different stuff from what you're hearing here. And uh, nice. I do appreciate you, Jason, talking about uh, my one episode that you heard and that you liked it. Uh, a lot of my I've listened shows. to other ones. Uh, oh, that I... one was just the most recent one I've listened to. Okay. Well, I mean, I appreciate you putting out the good word, and uh, you guys are uh, take that and share it on your show if people can get. That's a good one for people to hear if they if they haven't heard any of my shows before. So. Hell yeah. Uh, that, that one is about called Mutually Assured Destruction. It is the history of uh, nuclear warfare in the United States. Shit, yes. It's good oh, stuff. yeah. So everybody go out there, find them, and uh, we'll talk to you later, Jeff. Thanks, guys. Yeah, Appreciate thanks, it. brother. All right, folks. There you have it. A big thank you to our new buddy, Jeff, for coming on. And fuck, man, dropping that bomb. That was insane, right? just insane yeah. man i love and that i want to say to jeff who's listening to this tomorrow we yeah. didn't like just like expect you to go and then want to talk about you and we actually <laughs> Jason's lost like, get connection off. and sat around and decided we want to close out the show so yeah yeah we were planning to just talk about you after you were gone but oh my god uh, so amazing like honestly not gonna lie that right there like with all the people that we've talked to, all the people that we've talked to, that right there is like top three interviews that I've ever been a part of. That was fucking fantastic, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I, I dig the Mothman stuff. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely love talking or about him bringing up that stuff. But what so, I loved more was getting into the other stuff we got oh my into God. after Mothman. Dude, yeah, that, that right there was just enough to like wet my whistle so to speak you know what i'm saying i'm just like oh god like we could either talk all night <laughs> like it's like i felt bad because i knew jeff had uh he had another show to do also so i'm like shit like we got to wrap it up and it sucks but yeah so we maybe, definitely have to I'm get not, him back i'm not laying this down expecting this to happen but maybe we can figure out how to us get to mothman this year it's in september so we have plenty of time and maybe jeff can come he lives in north carolina so he's not too far from there he could come and we could do mothman festival together god that'd be fun man try to make that happen that would be a blast that would be so badass so badass fucking a man so you said you had a couple questions or something for me is that is that is that right? Or yeah. Gone? So did I want one number yeah, one? The yeah. first question, the most important question. <laughs> did I make you feel better? No. About aliens? No. Jeff Not even did. A little bit. No, Jeff did. <laughs> I get I, what he, you're saying he, though. He echoed me in a lot of things. He on, did. on that particular point. He so did. Maybe it's just his delivery. Maybe that's him. It's, you're used to me. <laughs> I'm like, used to you fucking around with me. That's what it is. <laughs> oh, it's great. It's good stuff. <laughs> uh, what, what were the other stories? Oh, so if aliens or questions, if yes, aliens and um, meteors and, and all that. Let's say that happens, or Mothman comes back and he's taking <laughs> over the world. Yeah. Do you still expect me to come take care of you? Yes. Dude, Would yes. you rather have Jeff come take care of you? I'd rather have both y'all just come, just show up, okay? Like I'm gonna Jeff inbox. Know where you live. No, I'm inboxing him right now. My my address, so it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, just plan on it. Like, <laughs> if you feel shit's about to hit the fan, just head my direction. It'll it'll be fine. I am 
<laughs> uh, you know what? And and I, I have, I would say that even though a lot of times I've had people tell me stuff and they didn't want me to necessarily talk about it, sure. pointing back to them in the past. Yeah. But I've talked about it, but I think I've done a pretty good job of not like exposing who they are on the show. Yes, I would agree. I would love to sit down with Jeff when he's unfiltered by the show. Exactly. And I could make a promise to Jeff that I would not bring up any of the stuff he told me about Correct. on the show. Because one, I think that if it's anytime soon that people would know where the information came from. Right, right. And two... I just want to hear it, and I want to talk to him about certain things. See, and that's just it. Like, I have I have a good handful of questions for Jeff, but, I mean, I, I even said it here on the show. I was like, they're definitely questions when we're off air. Um, and well, I mean, the last just, time I hung out with him, like, I just met him at the in KC. Yeah. It, we didn't, and it's not necessarily that we needed one-on-one time to talk about some of that stuff but really we were in a crowd of people and i was running partially running what was going on that i didn't really have a lot of time to talk to him about certain things that i had looked forward to that some of that we went into tonight but not not a lot of stuff that i think would just be good conversation yeah absolutely interesting stuff that it oh my gosh would give me a better aspect on certain things well that's honestly. just it man yeah i mean like right now i will never look at the mothman story the same ever which is in my opinion very positive again i don't want to i don't want to be diving into something that's a fucking dead end and it, especially with there is there's a logical explanation behind it um, it's just an explanation that nobody cares to fucking say or talk about. Well, and even though that I've seen the, you know, I had heard of this story and, and read a little bit about it before right. the movie ever came out and whatnot, that movie still muddles everything in that yes. there were a lot of things and you, you, we didn't do a whole lot of looking stuff up and stories of people's eyewitness reports on the show tonight, but there were a lot of things that weren't in any of the stuff we talked about sure. that I thought were actually happening. Like, and they do, some of them do happen in the movies, but I yeah. thought that there were instances where like he was just like standing outside a window, or he was standing in a tree, sure. or he was doing this and doing that. Where everything we looked at tonight was it was flying in? Correct. Correct. Now, I, I don't know. I mean. I I don't think we should do an episode on the Mothman at all in the future now because I think that explains a hundred percent of it. I think it does. Too. I am curious from my own mind of looking back through some of the research yes. to see yes. if that does cover everything or if the movie has just muddled everything in that everybody's minds and they've just put the phone calls and and like Indrid right. Cole, Indrid Cole, and all man. of that. So I know that Indrid Cole is a name that predates that movie. Oh but I fuck don't me, know. predates predates uh, fucking. I don't know if it was ever actually associated with Mothman or if that movie plugged in that name. Yeah, I mean, even I know that, that name, name is, is from other stuff. Oh, that name has been around for for centuries. Yeah, I mean, we're talking weird shit. Um. 
yeah, that name, Injured Cold, I mean, check that shit out if you want some interesting stuff. I think that's just something interesting that they threw in to the film to give it just a little bit more sexiness. Um, yeah, I mean, the film itself is great. It's a good movie. I think I, I, I if I don't have it in my... You on know, my shelf i used to have it i was I, just thinking about that like i used to own it i know i used to own it i don't know where it's at so i'm probably gonna have to go like get it on uh like amazon or some shit like that so but i'm definitely wanting to like revisit the film now <laughs> uh it's a good show pal good show and if you guys uh i know jason threw out the number earlier but if you want to get in touch with us uh comment on the show or just send us a, a weird pic of you, like, kissing your dog or anything like that. 913-730-7255. We haven't gotten any pictures lately. It's been a while, actually. Damn it. I'm kind of disappointed. Guys. Damn it. Guys. People, Guys. send pictures. Guys. I, I won't share them. If you send them within the next two weeks, I, I promise I won't post them anywhere. Come on, guys. You're, be- you're better than that. Come on. <laughs> All right, pal. Anything else? Stickers. If you want stickers, I still have plenty of stickers. And I do have a couple people that I still owe stickers to that I need to get them out to. But I still have lots and lots and lots of stickers. Sweet. So if you need more, or if you want stickers, just text us, message us, um, find us online and ask for stickers. Go to our thread list, get a shirt, get a coffee mug. I. So the oh, yeah. first coffee mug I bought was an Ecto one, and I got the smaller coffee mug. And honestly, right. the Keurig almost fills it to the top, to the yes. point where it's almost overflowing. I've noticed but that. But now they have a bigger version, the 15 ounce version. That's perfect, and it's. I got the the Ancient Aliens guy logo on there, and I love it. Good old Giorgio. So, yeah, go to our thread list, or ectoplasmshow.threadless.com. Get some stuff. Go be a patron. Even a dollar a month is awesome. You'll get a shout-out on the show. Hell, yeah. And for a few dollars more here and there, different levels, you can get different stuff. And let's see, what else? I still owe, in a couple, like, in in one more month, I owe another $10 level another T-shirt. So you'll get free stuff. If you become a patron, it'll help us out. It'll help us get to the Mothman Festival. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't that be something, wouldn't it? Yeah. That'd be nuts, man. Also, go rate and review us on iTunes. Yeah, we always appreciate that. If you do rate and review us somewhere, anywhere, there's lots of other places you can leave a rating. You go on our Facebook page and leave a five-star rating and, and a review even. Let us know if you do. I watched the iTunes one, and we would get a notification if one happened on our Facebook page. But there's a lot of apps out there that play our podcast that you can rate podcast on, but we won't necessarily see it because we don't necessarily those apps pull from iTunes. Yes, so we don't get a a notification saying that somebody rated you on such and such podcast. Yeah, it kind of sucks. 
you know, did but, that. We, we I've tried to look for some of that stuff in the past, and I found a few. But have you? You can't cover all. Yeah, of them, a lot of obviously. it. A lot of it is just kind of buried away, honestly. So from what I've seen, so you can find all of our stuff on ectoplasmshow.com. Links to everything, including all of the episodes. That's right. And you can also go find our sponsor, Big Rip. Which Love I'll be at again this Saturday. Love them guys. You know, I still need to like just I need to flip you some dollars again and have you fill up some Just come down here jugs. and get them. I do need to do that. We need to just plan something. You know? We need to do that. I know You like, know that I'm a lot more free than you are to Well, come. yeah, I get it. But like it's just like, I don't know. It's weird because like I pack so much shit into every day, into every week, and then the weekends, it seems like, you know, the weekends are usually when people kind of like catch their breath and shit like that. And it seems to me the the weekends are like three times as busy. I'm like, fuck me. <laughs> it's crazy, dude. Just crazy. Also, so. one last thing. Yes. Oh, I just lost it. Oh, <laughs> fuck I you know, had something else. Oh, what, Pod Bros. I was just going to say, go why to don't Pod you go Bros. check out Pod Bros? <laughs> yeah, go check out Pod Bros, the Pod Bros Podcast Network, podbros.com. Hell yeah. Follow them on Twitter. Find them on Facebook, Instagram, everywhere else that we are. They do have a Patreon themselves, and they do have a show that's exclusive for Patreon. And we are planning on doing little things. 15 minute bits that will only be re- be released on their patreon as well hell yes in the future we need to get that set up actually we're gonna yeah, have we some people on from the network soon and yes. we're gonna be on at least myself josh if he could find the time i'm a lot better at that than you are you go on a lot of radio shows to pimp your paranormal stuff but well, i go yeah. on a lot of shows just specifically for ectoplasm love you Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's just like, yeah. I just silence. Like, I just like you a lot. <laughs> I know. I'll be like Han Solo <laughs> each time from now on. I know. Oh my yeah. So goodness. go check out Pod Bros. Say hi. Hell yes. All right, peeps. I really hope you enjoyed the episode. I had a hell of a great time. Oh, yeah. I guess we'll just uh, we'll let everybody go. And we will talk to you all very, very soon. Peace out.